Thank you for traveling with Amex Platinum. To your right, you'll see Oceanside Relaxation at a fine hotel and resort property. When booked through Amex Travel, you can enjoy complimentary breakfast for 2 and 4 p.m. late checkout. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. This episode brought to you by 20th Century Studios' Kingdom of the Planet of the Apes. Director Wes Ball breathes new life into the epic franchise. As a ruthless king attempts to build his empire at the expense of the remaining human race, a young ape begins a journey to fight for a future for apes and humans alike. Kingdom of the Planet of the Apes. Enter the kingdom in IMAX, now playing, and theaters everywhere. Get tickets now. As you may have realized, I watch a lot of sports. That's why I like Prime Video. It has all my sports in one app, like the National Women's Soccer League, included with Prime. Plus, you can buy Premier Boxing or stream the NHL and NBA playoffs on Max with the Bleacher Report Sports add-on or add Paramount Plus for the Masters on CBS. Prime Video. It's all your favorite sports in one place. Restrictions apply. Prime membership required for add-on subscriptions. See Amazon.com slash Amazon Prime for details. You are listening to The Dan Patrick Show on Fox Sports Radio. It's hour two. Dan and the Dan, it's Dan Patrick Show with our studio audience here. Braving the elements here. Second best studio audience we've had this week. But there's room for improvement here. We've only been here one hour. By the way, where there's a couple that came from Australia. All the way from Australia. For this? I, well, I don't know about that. Oh. But they, she didn't say that. And she laid on the, the accent. It was a little heavy. And uh, she said that, uh, I guess it was her husband. At least I hope it's her husband. I don't know. I don't want to get anybody in trouble here. But it seemed like uh, you know they were uh, here for this. They came all the way from Australia. Yes, Paul. Watch out for those Australian guys with their accents. They'll take your girlfriend. Yes, they will. Yes, experience. they will. Might be the best accent to have, I think. Oh, to for women? Yeah, I think so. Yeah, because they all they always have like a ponytail, but it works, and they're always like a former lifeguard. Watch yeah. out for those Australian guys. Yeah, but uh, you know, I think sometimes people go, "Oh, London? Are you from England or are you from Australia?" They get a little upset about that if you're from Australia. So there's the uh, couple that came in from us all the way from Australia. We have people who came all the way in from like Henderson, Summerlin, uh, Boston, oh. you know, they all the way. Yeah, it's like uh, 15 minutes away. I mean, they got here and it's pretty incredible here. So traffic though this time of morning. Well, you're right. I mean, you're right about it. It is the strip, Dan. I didn't factor that in, but uh, I mean, we never come down here for anything other than yeah. something like that. Yes. Yes. Yes, Paul. We also have a gr- guy in this crowd who is becoming our new hype man. And he opens each hour by saying, let's go. I think Heck he's yeah. the guy in the white hat. If you yeah. could. There he is. Yeah. <laughs> he, he's booming. Okay. I like that. Okay. Let's go. Stat of the day brought to you by Panini America, let's the official. Go! <laughs> yeah. That's my guy. That's my guy. Okay. We could bring him out today. This is the energy we need right now. (laughs) As our hype guy? Yeah. All right. Uh, Stat of the day brought to you by Panini America. Gift bags. All of the studio guests receive a gift bag courtesy of Keeper's Heart. Let's go! Good Ranchers Miller Lite, the original Louisiana brand hot sauce. King's Hawaiian and uh, Traeger Grills. Uh, Brady Quinn is going to join us uh, this hour. We'll uh, talk to Troy Aikman. Chris Sims from Football Night in America will join us as well. It was called Opening Night last night, and it used to be Media Night was Tuesday night, but it's now Opening Night. The commissioner was able to uh, give his State of the Union address, invitation only. It's a fan event with uh, both teams last night, 
And Patrick Mahomes was uh, asked about, hey, you know, can you be the villain or are you the villain? He said, I can play the villain, which is fine. Uh, I don't think he's viewed that way. But uh, Travis Kelsey might be a villain to people, but that's, you know, depending where you are with Travis Kelsey and uh, Taylor Swift. He had the biggest crowd of reporters around him last night, double anybody else. And then it was Mahomes, Andy Reid. It's always weird when you see some of these players who don't have a podium to stand next to, and they're kind of walking around with their, uh, like, track suit on or something, uh, assistant coaches walking around, and nobody's interviewing them. And sometimes those guys just sit down. Everybody has to go. All the players and coaches go. But I always feel bad for some of these players where they're, like, just sitting by themselves. And uh, you want to go over there and ask them a question, you know, but uh, you're like, hey, lonely? And then you stick a microphone in their face. Hey, or you'll go, hey, what do you think of uh, Taylor Swift? And then they get to talk about Taylor Swift. Yes, Paulie? Yeah, like George Karloftis, the defensive end for the Chiefs, he's a fantastic player, but he's not famous, famous. He wasn't podium-worthy last night. And, you know, Harrison Bucker, the kicker, got a podium because I think the kicker could play into it. But Karloftis is walking around with a hoodie on, and people are going, hey, how's it going? And they're yeah. putting, like, a, a cell phone in his face and asking him a question. It's yeah. like, I think he's podium-worthy. Yeah, he might be, um, hey, would you do a video for my dad? Right. Could you say, hey, I wish you were here at the Super Bowl? Cool sure. paper. Yeah. Uh. yeah. <laughs> but then uh, Isaiah Pacheco, podium worthy. Last yeah. year at this time, not podium worthy. I think the last time you had somebody start two Super Bowls, first two years at running back? You guys want to take a, now I'm, I'm doing this off memory. The last time... You had a running back who was in the Super Bowl his first two years in the NFL. Starting running back, I think first two years in, uh, in the league, played in Super Bowls. Marvin? Bam Morse. No, no. That's not bad. Okay, all right. Um, let's see. He once... With Ann Todd's team. No, not the Denver Broncos. No. Um, this guy once lost his shoe in a game. Famously, once lost his shoe in a game. If you said Tony Dorsett, Tony Dorsett, what? Yeah, you got it, Tony Dorsett. Tony Dorsett. Yeah, remember when he had the long run? I think against the Vikings. Yes, he lost his shoe. It was like ninety-eight yards or something. It's still the NFL record. It's ninety-nine yards, and the Cowboys only had ten men on the field on the play. Mm. Bonus coverage. Okay, all right. You're not going to get that anyplace else here. Uh, let's see. Anything else we need to mention? A poll question for hour two, Seton? Uh, yeah, we got two of them working right now, Dan. Um, can Patrick Mahomes be a villain? Uh, heck yeah, or nah, he's a sweetheart. 72% sweetheart. of the audience now say, yeah, of course he can. And if you could attend the Super Bowl in any of the following cities, Las Vegas, New Orleans, Los Angeles, and San Francisco, which one would it be? Vegas right now, 50%, followed by New Orleans. Okay. Yeah. And New Orleans is uh, next year. Next year, yeah. And then San Francisco and then Los Angeles after that. Yeah. Our next guest, uh, we had beers with him in Dublin, which bonds us for life. And that said, none of us enjoy standing next to him publicly because it causes us to look completely invisible to the ladies. And that hurts. His abs have abs. Say hello to Brady Quinn. That's <laughs> yeah. Yeah, all right. Sorry, I was a little bit tardy this morning. I actually flew from Connecticut to Jacksonville, Jacksonville to Las Vegas. I mean, I've never heard of that before. Have you guys heard of anyone who actually would do something like that to make it to Las Vegas? It's really not necessary. The second he sits down, he takes a shot. But Todd... 
Do you know how crazy it sounds that you flew from crazy. Hartford to Jacksonville to Las I Vegas? I was on the plane for eight hours and 44 minutes, but it was very comfortable. Seat 3C. It was good. It was all right. Okay. I got some potato chips. I, and I had a great trip, too. It's a little bit late getting in there. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, I think yeah, it was probably not the best way to go. Uh, great to see you again. Great uh, to see you. If I gave you, uh, you could face either one of these defenses. Ooh, um, probably San Francisco. And you've got issues, obviously, with their front, but they play so much zone coverage. And for a quarterback, you know, especially with the personnel, if you're talking about Kansas City's, if you can find those soft spots, I mean, you can just dice that up all day. You know, man to man, it's nice when you can discern who your matchup is, where you're going to go with the football. But it's, you still, you know, the receiver has to get open, tight end has to get open. And there's an element of timing that's thrown off, too, because of it all, especially if it's press man. So um, that's usually would be my preference. Was and, and you can toy with the defense with your eyes, too. So uh, I, I, would, I would much rather go against zone. Yeah, but I wonder about this because we saw some moves by Kansas City's defense where they gave you a look and then they changed that look on you. Sure. Uh, and, and how that, you know, and we saw that with San Francisco, too, where you think you're seeing something. Like, how quickly you go up to the line of scrimmage. Yeah. You see. Yeah. Then you, you change the play or call out the play. Yeah. And, 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 and then how quickly can they change their defense, and can you do anything about that? It's usually pretty tough for them to be able to change once you change, especially if you do it in an efficient manner. Um, and honestly, honestly, it doesn't matter as much when you have like indicators built into your formation, right? So if you displace a tight end or a running back on the outside, you typically know if it's man or zone. If it's man, now I don't care what you do. I know where my matchup is. Now it's just discerning what type of man coverage is it, and is there a pressure coming with it. Uh, if it's zone, now I'm looking for my matchup somewhere else in that zone coverage. So again, what type of zone matters probably to the progression. But it's usually once you get to whatever you need to get to, the defense isn't going to have time before you snap the football to be able to change what they want to do. The uh, quarterback play, let me start with Patrick Mahomes. Um, yeah. You can't really define that, you know, what he does. Like, can you teach what he does? No. No. I, I think you're born with that sort of ability and talent. And I think somewhere along the way, too, you, you go through enough development and experience where you find some of those skills and traits along the way. But was he doing this at Texas Tech? I, mean, I called a number of his games to a degree, but not like what we're seeing now. And I think like this version of where he's at in his career now, to me, is the most impressive because it's like the entire package. Like when you talk about the all-time greats and people are talking about whether or not he can chase Tom Brady, I would say this season more than ever, for me at least, has like convinced in my mind he can because now it's all about, like, he's not trying to necessarily always create the big play. He's, like, making the, the high football IQ, the smart play, the, the play that ultimately wins you the game. And he's relied a little bit more on his defense, and they've made plays when he's had to. And it's kind of that, like, Tom Brady-esque early on in his career where it was very similar in that, in that way, whereas Patrick Mahomes early on in his career could put the team on his back. Well, their team's built now where they don't have to do that, and he's playing a style of football, too, that plays to that. So... To, to me, I think, you know, as, as long as he continues to develop, even maybe without Travis Kelsey, whenever he decides to hang it up, obviously Coach Reed at one point will hang it up. He just continues to develop into, like, one of the greatest we've ever seen. But also, you brought up something interesting. I think he is more Brady-like this year, where he di he's relying on his defense, and he's not, you know, Brady relied on his defense. Yeah. And, and it wasn't, you know, we got to put up X number of points. And I, th I think we saw that with Mahomes, that he has that quality of being patient 
and not trying, you know, with no longer having Tyreek Hill, I think he understands there's nothing wrong with Pacheco. No. There's nothing wrong with, you know, dink, you know, dink and dunk, just hang on to the football, basically. Yeah, I mean, that's one of the things I think stood about Tom Brady and just having so many coaches, and really Charlie Weiss, too, when he came to Notre Dame, where you'd watch the film and you watch the tape, was he wasn't afraid to do the ordinary things extraordinarily well. Like, he never got bored with just taking the little check down, taking the play here, taking this and that. And, and there's a lot of power into that, where you can let a lot of teams beat themselves, and you can just keep going out there and executing and, and prolonging the game. And I guess since we're in Vegas, I'll use, I'll, I'll use this analogy. Like, he knows when to double down. Like, he knows when to take his shots. Tom Brady did that. You see that more from Patrick Mahomes this year, too. And I think the great ones are like that. You know, they, they understand at certain points in time in the game when you have to or when you don't. And you can preserve your right to punt the football because you're going to get another opportunity to get the football back. He's Brady Quinn, uh, Fox College football analyst, big noon kickoff, and also uh, one of the hosts of Two Pros and a Cup of Joe, the former Notre Dame quarterback. If I hadn't seen Brock Purdy play, how would you describe it? I mean, that's the hard thing is uh, I'm saying he's gritty, he's tough. Um, he's a football player. And I know that sounds like a little cliche, but uh, to me a football player defines like that guy's going to do whatever he needs to do to try to win a football game. And it's honestly the ultimate compliment. But um, everyone else has these other tags for him, which I find interesting because a lot of where he excels or where he has extraordinary talent are the things that aren't quantified or, or are hard to quantify. And uh, it's, it's been fun watching him just from his time at Iowa State, played a lot of football, then getting his opportunity within this system, excel. And he operates it as well as anyone has probably under Kyle Shanahan. Yeah, I don't know how often we've looked at a quarterback and said, well, look at all the weapons. We did this to Terry Bradshaw. Yeah. Terry Bradshaw was like, well, anybody can quarterback the Steelers with, you know, two whole things. defense, that yeah. offense. Yes, yeah. exactly. Yeah. Running backs, the yeah. offensive line, everything. Can you think of another quarterback that we said, well, he's winning? Look at all the talent around him. And, and we're doing that with Brock Purdy. Yeah. I mean, people always bring up what the, the Brad Johnson, Tampa Bay Bucks team, not nearly the talent around him, but defensively, too. You look at the Baltimore Ravens, too. Uh, everyone brings up Trent Dilfer. Which, again, I think there's a Yeah, certain... but Dilfer wasn't an MVP candidate. No, and no, that's Brock true. Brock Purdy is an MVP candidate. Sure, And I sure. think people have a hard time acknowledging, you know, he does what he's supposed to do. Right. It, it's like the guy who shows up for work for 30 years and never misses a day. And, you I'll know. put it this way. Like, he distributes the football well, right? Yeah. Like, are, would we be okay at this day and age giving um, the MVP to Steve Nash? Like, remember back when he won it? And he dished the ball all the time. He'd be, like, right there, and you're like... Just take the layup, and he just addition to someone else to go ahead and score. And I wonder in today's NBA if that would be enough to win an MVP because that's essentially what his job is, is. Is it's distributing the football, and he does it again extremely well. And what's wrong with that? Leaning on the talent that he's got around him. Yeah, I I think it's a compliment to him that he's able to do that. There are a lot of I mean, how many offenses win a Super Bowl and you go, man, he did that without any good players? Right. Like they all have good players. Yeah. And, and, and I think he helps them excel in the sense of he gets the football to them in the right spot at the right time, which is extremely important. He's accurate. And then he can create, too. And we saw that, especially in the NFC Championship game. When he needed to, he used his legs to create and do some things downfield. And so, again, I, I, I think he's got – he encompasses everything that you're looking for. And so throw whatever tag you want on him. If you win Sunday, he's going to be a Super Bowl champion, and no one can take that away from him. I also think he benefited by playing at Iowa State – where he didn't have, you know, it's not a marquee football program. And it felt like he had... Be careful there, Dan. Uh, he, a lot of he, <laughs> passionate fans, their name's Iowa, yeah. I'm saying. Well, uh, they had a better offense than Iowa had. That, that, oh, yeah. wow. Wow. 
Wow. I think we could get a group together and have wow. a better offense than I was. I think there. you guys need to host a show for the Cyhawk <laughs> this year. I think get out there for that rivalry uh, game. But I think he had to throw people open in college. Like, I think it was tougher, you know, and, you know, not playing at Oklahoma or USC or Ohio State or Georgia. I think he really had to work. And that benefited him with, you know, what he does in the NFL, where you do have to throw somebody open. Yeah, I think there's a, maybe a, a degree of that. I mean, I want to take away from some of the players they had over the time he was there. They had some talented players. Um, I don't even know if it's so much that. I think some of you, what he went through probably during his time at Iowa State is just understanding how to lead, especially through adversity, understanding what loses games, what can win you games. Like, there's a lot of poor, important lessons because ultimately quarterback is about decision-making. And so the more you play, the better you get at kind of understanding, hey, it's actually okay to take a sack here. Yeah. Like, if we did the tree of life, okay, and there's my old quarterback coach, Tater Smith, t- I talked about this one time in the quarterback room. He always say, you know, there's getting married, there's having kids, there's always winning the Super Bowls, always great things. And he goes, and as you go down the tree of life of like, ah, you know, all the other bad things that are out there, he's like, people will tell you taking a sack is like the worst thing in the world. He's like, it's not, all right? A sack fumble, interception, like all those are much worse, right? You know, obviously other things that are out there could be worse. He's like, in the tree of life, it's okay to take a sack. We'll take time off the clock, preserve the right to punt. You'll get another shot back at it. And um, I think there's like little lessons like that that I think he, he learned over his time at Iowa State as the he continues to The tree of life. I didn't think the tree of life was going to be on my bingo yeah, card yeah. here. But, hey, I got to give it's, – it's all Tater. It's all Tater Smith. Got to give Carl Smith credit. Uh, if you ran the Bears, yeah, you would do what? I, I would keep Justin Fields because I'm a believer in Justin Fields. And I think what they've done with those picks to build around him has been successful. Now, I know in saying that, it doesn't take into account the business side of things. You're going to have to sign him to an extension sooner. Whereas you could take a Caleb Williams or Drake May, whoever your quarterback is, and you get him on that rookie contract. That, that's all good. That's great, too. Um, I'm still a believer in Justin Fields, though. I, I think he's continued to develop the more they've given him. And I think he will continue to do that moving forward, especially with uh, my guy Sugar Shane Waldron. So. Yeah, but see, I think if you if you take Caleb Williams, it gives the coaching staff another couple of years. Yeah, if but now you're, now you're making that decision for Matt Eberflus, right? Yes. Like, who are we ultimately making the decision for? The betterment of the organization? Are you just making it so you can hang on to the head coach? Like, I, I personally view those things as exclusive. Whether you take Caleb Williams or whether you, you keep Justin Fields, you're evaluating your head coach based on what he's doing with what he has on the roster. And is he putting those guys in the best position to succeed? So if you're just trying to buy the guy more time to like prove you wrong or right, no. Like if I'm I, the coach, I want a new well, quarterback. Yeah, sure, but I, yes. isn't it Ryan Poles' decision? Well, I mean, you know, he, who ultimately makes that decision? I would imagine the GM would. Yeah. Uh, did you do your Super Bowl pick? Uh, I I will make it fairly simple. Okay. Uh, I will have to go with the Chiefs. Obviously, spent a year there. Uh, love the Hunt family. Love a lot of the folks there. Just a lot of good people. Ted Cruz, the best. Um, uh, so I, I'm, I'm rooting for them. I just think ultimately it's going to be a tight game when it comes down to it. It's hard to Ted, ever pick against Ted, Patrick Mahomes. Ted Cruz, the politician? <laughs> Is that what you're talking about? Uh, no. No. Okay. Right. I, I wasn't <laughs> no, sure what that, that had Ted to Cruz. do. <laughs> <laughs> see, people who know, people know Ted Cruz within the Kansas City Chiefs. Okay. I, just, so. I was curious there. Didn't know what Ted Cruz had to do no. with no, the I'm Chiefs. Not about, I'm not talking about Eagle, Eagle Pass or none of that. I'm okay. not talking about any of that, Dan. Fair enough. Fair enough. Media relations. Yes. Thank you. <laughs> I, I assume you've had on a chief before where someone's talked to Ted Cruz. He was with Cruz. the Rams for Wiseman. He was with a few too. No, nobody's brought up Ted Cruz who works for the Chiefs. That's why I got to give my guy a shout out. He does a great job. Todd, do you know t- uh, Ted Cruz? I know Ted Cruz. I know Brad G G E E. He's a chief head of uh, media relations. And I, I mean, I don't know. I'm, I'm going to give Ted Cruz credit for bringing together 
Travis Kelsey and Taylor Swift. So I'll just I'll leave that out there. So. <laughs> I don't know. Wait, they're the match. I could, have, the match I could have completely just fabricated that, but also, do we know it's not true? So there's that. Okay. We don't. We don't. Okay. I mean, we do know Fritzy for some reason took a flight from Connecticut to Jacksonville. <laughs> Jacksonville to Vegas. We do know that. I did do that. Yes. Trying to get status? Like, what was the point? Of that? <laughs> it was just a bad choice. Yes, Paul. <laughs> Brady, he, I think he's taking the same flight back. It has the same route back. Yeah. This, this one actually goes to Norfolk, Virginia, then to Connecticut, oh. which is I don't oh, know if that's great either. Yeah. You couldn't get a direct anywhere back, like where you could just. Land and drive. I got all excited that it was three C was available on Breeze Air, and I'm like, you know what? I'll go to Jacksonville and I'll sit in the biggest Breeze seat and get Air? extra leg room. Drew Breeze has his own airline. That's right. No, I've, I've, I went to a game he was at. I want to say it was two years ago, and I've seen his plane. He's got a really nice plane. And I, wow. Well, I, I might say Breeze Air on the side. Or something. <laughs> that was a very nice plane. So uh, yeah. he's Brady Quinn. Uh, two pros and a cup of Joe, and a big noon kickoff. Always great to see you. Thank you, Brady. Uh-oh, somebody's yelling at Brady back there. Looks like my pants are too hot. Oh, yes. yeah, 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 yeah. It may be today. I'm still self-conscious about that, so thank you. <laughs> thank you, Will Ferrell. Thank you for that. Uh, we're back after this with Troy Aikman. Be sure to catch the live edition of the Dan Patrick Show weekdays at 9 a.m. Eastern, 6 a.m. Pacific on Fox Sports Radio and the iHeartRadio app. Hey, gang, this is Jay Glazer, host of Unbreakable, a mental wealth podcast. And every week, we will have on leaders from sports entertainment like Sean McVay, Lindsey Vaughn, Michael Phelps, David Spade, Guy Fieri, and also those who can help us in between the ears. Anyone from a therapist to someone like Ed Milet or John Gordon. We've all been through some sort of adversity. To get to the top, we've all used different tools. Listen to Unbreakable with Jay Glazer and Mental Wealth Podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get podcasts. All right, everybody, game off. Let's pause here to talk more about Monopoly Go. I know what you're saying. Flag on the play. You've already talked about that. But there's just so much more good stuff in this game. In Monopoly Go, you can team up with friends for time tournaments where you work together to build up each other's boards. The more you win together, the more awesome prizes you unlock. And there's so much more to get. You can get unique stickers. You could trade with friends to compete uh, albums for big prizes. There's cool new playing pieces to travel the boards with. I was always a uh, battleship guy. You know, you get those pieces like there was the hat, there was the shoe. Oh, same. There was the. I was always a battleship guy or the car. You know what too is funny about a battleship? It's one of the only uh, Monopoly pieces that you find that's not just a household item. Wow, you know I haven't even thought about that. Yeah, most people oh, wow. don't have a battleship at home, but you have a car, you have a hat, you have a shoe, you have uh, all those things. Anyway, you could also get hilarious emojis for taunting friends when you smash their buildings or heist their vaults. That's always fun. Plus, Monopoly Go feels new and exciting every day with constantly changing tournaments and challenges. A ton include their own unique mini games like digging for treasure or a robot Pachenko machine. And there's always new timed events that will help you win big, like massive multipliers for everything you win or rent frenzies. There's always something fun to discover in Monopoly Go. So get off the bench and go download it for free right now on Google Play or the App Store. Game on. Did you ever play the over-under game with your friends? You know... Think I can eat that slice of pizza in under 30 seconds? Or I don't know, take over a minute to down a two-liter? Well, if you have, then you're going to love Pick 6. It's the new fantasy game from DraftKings, an official partner of the NBA. Here's how you play it during the playoffs. Pick between two and six players and choose if they will have more or less of a stat. Rebounds, points, assists, and more. Also, you track your picks, play against others for a shot to win at some big cash prizes. 
Download the new DraftKings Pick 6 app now. Use the promo code DPSHOW for a chance to win huge cash prizes. That's code DPSHOW. Only on DraftKings Pick 6. The crown is yours. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. 18-PLUS in most eligible states. Age varies by jurisdiction. Eligibility restrictions apply. Pick 6 not available in all states, including but not limited to Connecticut and New York. For up-to-date list of states, visit dkng.co slash pick6states. Void where prohibited. See terms at pick6.draftkings.com slash promos. It is getting that time of the year. It's Miller time. You don't need a watch or a clock to tell you. It's Miller time. Weather gets a little bit warmer. All of a sudden, the beer gets a little colder. It's beer cracking season. It, it, whoa, okay. I don't know if it says that on the calendar. It's a beer that strips away everything you don't need and holds on to what matters the most. It's a light beer that tastes like beer. That's why I reach for a Miller Lite. And it's less filling, only 96 calories. They've been doing this since 1975. They have perfected it. You know, that summer afternoon, we're coming into that time of the year, be like, oh, man. Crack one? Yes, or two. Don't look at your watch. Don't look at the clock. Don't look at the calendar. You know. Miller Lite, the great taste, less filling, tastes like Miller time. To get Miller Lite delivered right to your door, visit MillerLite.com slash Patrick, or you can pretty much find it anywhere that sells beer. Celebrate responsibly. Miller Brewing Company, Milwaukee, Wisconsin. 96 calories for 12 ounces, Fewer calories, fewer carbs than premium regular beer. Miller Lite. We'll try to squeeze in some phone calls here. Great audience here at Fountain Blue Hotel. Bring back one of our uh, favorites, Troy Aikman, joining us on behalf of his uh, successful light beer, 8 Elite Light Lager, 100% organic grains, no cheap fillers, and only 90 calories, 2.6 grams of carbs. 8 truly Light beer made right. Never settle for anything less. We bring in T. Roy Aikman joining us on the program. How's uh, how's the beer company going there, Troy? It's doing well. Yeah, we're uh, we're starting our third year, and uh, a lot of good things. Yeah, we're expecting a big year, and you're right. Uh, light beer made right. 100% organic grains, 2.6 carbs, 90 calories, and uh, the best part is. No added syrups or sugars, and uh, it's really resonated, so uh, it's doing really well. It's just in Texas, but we're launching. Can't announce exactly where we're going, but here in a few months, uh, we're going just a little north of here. So, oh, okay. <laughs> you know, we're, we're expanding a little bit, so that's good. Maybe a place where you started your college football career? Uh, yes, possibly. Okay. Uh, possibly could be. Okay. Sure. But when you drank at halftime when you were with the Cowboys, what did you normally drink? Uh, I didn't drink eight. Uh, <laughs> but, yeah, it was a uh, competitor of ours. Now, did uh, anybody? I worked, a, I worked at a brewery in uh, in Tulsa before I, when I transferred from Oklahoma to UCLA. Uh, I worked at a distributorship uh, up that way, and uh, that was my 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 first introduction uh, into the beer industry. Wait, did you just show up and get a paycheck, or did you? Oh. Like, was this name, image, and likeness before NIL? Yeah. Yeah, unfortunately, you know, people ask me how much I got when I to go to Oklahoma or UCLA or you know, I I was I wasn't uh, really highly sought after, so I I didn't get any of those types of perks. I I put in the work, uh, so and that's who the beer's made for, Dan. So it's all good. <laughs> uh, if you were going to give Brock Purdy advice this week, what would you tell him? 
You know, the advice that I got before my first Super Bowl was really just to be as prepared mentally as you possibly could be so that so that you could just go play. And, you know, the advice that a lot of people give is, hey, treat it like any other game. It's it's not like any other game. And anyone who suggests that it is hasn't played in the Super Bowl. Uh, you, you don't arrive a week early for any other game. And obviously the attention... Uh, but for him, trying to keep the week as normal as possible, and that's hard to do. But my guess is that's his approach every week, and, and he'll be able to get it done. But, I, you know, Dan, the thing that I'm always most interested in seeing, Patrick Mahomes has been in these games, so, you know, he won't be as affected as much. But someone like Brock Purdy, who hasn't, uh, how do they handle the ball early in the game? You know, what what do you see from them? What's their demeanor uh, is the moment excuse me, is the moment too big for them. But I'm looking forward to seeing how he handles it. But what kind of distractions did you have with your first Super Bowl off the field? You know, I was really fortunate in that uh, our first game, our first Super Bowl was at the Rose Bowl. We practiced at UCLA, where I had just finished my college career four years earlier. We had the equipment guys who helped our staff uh, from my college days that were around. So a lot of the support people there at our practices and in the locker room were people that I was familiar with. So everything for me was very comfortable, uh, which which definitely helped. And then we dressed in the locker room where I played my college games as well. And then, of course, at the Rose Bowl. So uh, there really was not there was not any distractions to speak of for me. And I thought that Jimmy Johnson, he was always really good uh, during the week on Wednesday, he'd come in and he'd give a speech to the team, and it wasn't always the same speech. It really was dialed into whatever team it was that we were playing that week. But the week of that first Super Bowl in 92, the 92 season, I thought Jimmy was as good as he had ever been in his messaging to the team because we were the youngest team in football, uh, and he prepared us uh, really well, I thought. How often would you show up at practice and – Somebody would say, oh, did you hear what happened with one of your teammates? <laughs> uh, well, it didn't happen a lot when Jimmy was our head coach. But when, Jim, but when Jimmy decided to go to South Florida, uh, yeah, there were, there, were, there were a few of those mornings where you came in and said, no, you got to be kidding. <laughs> so it was a little looser under Barry Switzer than Jimmy little, Johnson. Yeah, a little looser, yeah, that's a good way of putting it. Yeah, but you never got in trouble. Uh, I miss curfew under Chan Gailey in training camp. I guess that's about as much trouble. As <laughs> wow, man! I, I had an interest to I in, in, in a in a woman, and I, I <laughs> went on to marry her. And I just felt it was one of those moments where you got to make a decision. Dan, and, and I decided that I was going to miss curfew and ride this thing out. And uh, the the security guard, uh, unfortunately, I thought he was a friend. But he <laughs> he uh, ratted you out. He ratted me out, yeah. Yeah, you should have tipped him. You should have, you know, greased the palm there a little bit there. Uh, we're talking to Troy Aikman joining us on behalf of his successful light beer. It's uh, 8 Elite Lager. Chiefs defense doesn't get enough credit, I guess, because if you have Mahomes and Kelsey and Taylor Swift and everything that goes along with that. But uh, what would concern you if you were playing that defense this weekend? Well, I just think that what Steve Spagnuolo does is 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 so good. It, it, the different looks that he gives, the blitzes that he that he has, he's been doing it a, a long time. I, t I totally agree with you. I think that 
you know, it happens. It, it happened with our teams that when you when you have a a really good offense, the defense tends to get overlooked. It happened with San Francisco and the runs that they had. Uh, yeah, this Kansas City defense is is really good. So it's not uh, it's not one of those situations where it's all on Patrick Mahomes, and it hasn't been. I mean, this defense yeah. has done a good job throughout the year. So uh, I just I think the challenge is 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 being able to pick up the different looks that they give, uh, and that's not an easy task. Uh- Brock Purdy is going to face that defense. Uh, where do you see where you would take advantage of, and, and can Brock Purdy do the same thing? Well, I, I, I love everything about San Francisco. I, I think in a time when you're not able to practice the, the way that you once were able to, and yet this is a team that is extremely physical on both sides of the ball, and how they accomplish that, it hasn't mattered who their defensive coordinator is or the coaches that they've lost on the offensive side of the ball, uh, they play a style that, that, that I love to see. And then, then the scheme in which they run, it reminds me a lot of the teams that I was a part of. I think Kyle's – I think he's the best head coach in football. I mean, I, I think he's the best offensive guy in football right now. And the way they tie it all together has allowed Brock – you still have to make those throws. So I'm not in the camp of saying that, that Brock is a game manager at all. Uh, but – with the running game and then the play action game and the way that they go through the progressions, uh, it takes away a, a, a lot of, I guess, the challenging aspects of playing against a defense like this uh, because you're going through your reads and you get the ball to the guy who's open, uh, which sounds simple, but you, you just don't have to read it out quite like you do in some other offenses. Can you uh, say this on the record that Kansas City is now America's team? <laughs> Uh, I don't know that I can say that uh, with my with my allegiance to to the Cowboys, but you know, the, yeah, they've 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 certainly captured the country, and with Taylor Swift and the the you know army of fans that she's brought to the sport has been fantastic, and 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 they're one of those teams now, like we saw from New England for several years, we were a part of that, the Steelers, the 49ers that. You know they're to be reckoned with each and every year. What they what they've accomplished even up to this point uh, is is really impressive. So uh, yeah, but yeah. nobody embraced the Patriots. All that success, they weren't America's team. Whereas the Niners had their run, the Packers had their run, the Steelers had their run, the Cowboys had their run, and fan bases were built off of that. I don't know if America ever embraced the Patriots. Why do you say that? <laughs> because. I think in New England they did. Uh, are are you? Hit- well, if you're a Patriots fan, you embrace them. Just like I guess if you're a Chiefs fan, you embrace the Chiefs. I, you know, and they, they then you bring some people in. I mean, I, I would imagine that they cultivated the Patriots. That is that they cultivated some fans by the fact that they were winning. Uh, you know, in my childhood, I always rooted for the winners. So you know, people say, "Who was your team?" And I said, "Well, whoever was winning at the time was my team." You know, I had a, I had a lot of teams. Over there, so. <laughs> You're like kids nowadays; they do that. They just like players. You know, maybe not a team. What would elevate uh, Patrick Mahomes to Tom Brady's level in your mind? Oh, I. You know, Dan. For me, it's it's championships. I mean, it it sounds self-serving when I say that because I was able to win three. But at the end of the day, the reason that he's getting paid fifty million dollars a year is to win championships. It's why all quarterbacks are. It's why they're drafted where they were drafted. Uh, and and Tom understood that better than anyone. 
uh, you know, he sacrificed a lot in order to win championships. So, to, I, I don't like the the conversation to say, well, Patrick Mahomes is the greatest quarterback of all time. I mean, I, I just don't know how you can say that at this stage of his career. He's certainly on pace. Uh, to, but he to hasn't mark. even surpassed you, Troy. Well, yeah. I mean, I, I, yeah, well, that's a good point. <laughs> I mean, you do you do have three, and he's got two. So for doing scoreboard, why I like coming on your show. <laughs> so, you know. But no, I, I think in order to say that it, with Tom, I think you've got to win seven or you've got to win eight. I, I I do think that's the measuring stick, and and it's hard to imagine that anyone. Uh, there was a time when I didn't think anybody could beat Joe Montana or Terry Bradshaw and win five, and then he's gone on and you know won seven. So I guess that's the bar. Also, you—I don't know if you were criticized, but it's you had all these weapons, and I don't know if people said, "Well, you know, just don't screw up," or anybody can win. Like Terry Bradshaw, he was criticized by you know people right. said, "Well, you should win. You're you know the quarterback of the Steelers," but Brock Purdy is getting this criticism. How much criticism did you get winning Super Bowls where they were like, well, just hand it to Emmett and occasionally throw it to Mike? Yeah, I, I, the people that say that make it sound like, you know, playing the position is easy. And, uh, you know, and, and, it's, and it's anything but. I, I, never, I never concern myself with any of that. But I will say this, that for those with, that talk about Brock Purdy, as hey, he's a he's a product of the system. Uh, he's a game manager. I have yet, maybe you have, I haven't. I've yet to hear a quarterback say that because I think the quarterbacks understand that when you say game manager, then then you fail to appreciate the third and twelve throw that he converted between two defenders for a first down that allowed Christian McCaffrey then to score from the five yard line. I, I you know those are the things that that tend to get lost. So. Uh, Joe Montana had great players around him. I had great players around me. Bradshaw has great players around him. You know, all all you you can't win in this game unless you have good players around you. And then, along with what you said a moment ago about having a good defense, so all of that goes hand in hand. But you know, anyone who criticizes me or thinks, "Hey, all he had to do was this or that," you know, I, I I've never lost any sleep over. I don't <laughs> care. I mean, it just has not. It's not been relevant to me. Yeah, and we get caught up in that game manager. I'm thinking maybe if we change it to game commander or game CEO, it, I think the word manager is the problem. Like, you know, the word meatloaf is not, doesn't sound good, but if we change it to meat mountain, then it would sound tasty. So I think uh, I love we love meatloaf. So you know, with the, oh. I'm okay. With, I'm okay with meatloaf. Okay. Are you okay with you. game game manager? Well, it's better than what Parcells used to say. He used to just call him a bus driver. So, you know, I mean, <laughs> <laughs> poor Phil Sims. Yeah, poor Phil yeah. Sims. Yeah. Uh, hey, good luck. Uh, always great to talk to you. Thanks for spending time with us. Thank you, Dan. That's uh, T. Roy Aikman joining us on behalf of his beer company, Eight Elite. Light lager headed to Oklahoma, perhaps. We will take a break. When uh, we come back, we'll get to some phone calls. Chris Sims will stop by. I think Fritzy is going to uh, entertain the audience. Oh, here. no. Yes, I think. I they... got a brief little shit. See how it goes. You nervous? A little bit. I haven't done well with these uh, okay. bits and comedy things in front of an audience. So, okay, so this is comedy? 
It can go. Okay. It's, a, it's an attempt. Uh, I know. I got to let the audience know. If you're Hopefully, gonna... they'll fake laugh and make me feel All righty. When we return, fake laughter for Todd Fritz here on the Dan Patrick Show. Fox Sports Radio has the best sports talk lineup in the nation. Catch all of our shows at foxsportsradio.com. And within the iHeartRadio app, search FSR to listen live. All right. All right, everybody. Game off. Let's pause here to talk more about Monopoly Go. I know what you're saying. Flag on the play. You've already talked about that. But there's just so much more good stuff in this game. In Monopoly Go, you can team up with friends for time tournaments where you work together to build up each other's boards. The more you win together, the more awesome prizes you unlock. And there's so much more to get. You can get unique stickers. You can trade with friends to compete uh, albums for big prizes. There's cool new playing pieces to travel the boards with. I was always a uh, battleship guy. You know, you get those pieces like there was the hat. There was the shoe. Oh, same. There was the I was always a battleship guy or the car. You know what, too, is funny about a battleship. It's one of the only uh, Monopoly pieces that you find that's not just a household item. Wow, you know I haven't thought about that. Yeah, most people oh, wow. don't have a battleship at home, but you have a car, you have a hat, or you have a shoe, you have uh, all those things. Anyway, you can also get hilarious emojis for taunting friends when you smash their buildings or heist their vaults. That's always fun. Plus, Monopoly Go feels new and exciting every day with constantly changing tournaments and challenges. A ton include their own unique mini games like Digging for Treasure or a Robot Pachenko Machine. And there's always new timed events that will help you win big, like massive multipliers for everything you win or rent frenzies. There's always something fun to discover in Monopoly Go. So get off the bench and go download it for free right now on Google Play or the App Store. Game on. This episode brought to you by 20th Century Studios' Kingdom of the Planet of the Apes. Director Wes Ball breathes new life into the epic franchise set several generations after the last installment in which apes are the dominant species. As a ruthless king attempts to build his empire at the expense of the remaining human race, a young ape will fight for the future of apes and humans alike and embark on a journey that will redefine the planet. Kingdom of the Planet of the Apes. Enter the kingdom in IMAX, now playing and in theaters everywhere. Get tickets now. Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Signing up and playing is so easy. Simply sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you can get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matter more than ever. Place your money line, prop, and parlay bets with the king of sports books today. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets. If you don't win your first bet, that's right, up to $1,500. Again, sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. 21 plus in President Ohio, subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with MGM Northfield Park. That's 1-800-GAMBLER. Running backs to uh, start in the Super Bowl in their first two seasons. I mentioned this earlier. Tony Dorsett with the Cowboys, 77-78. Chuck Foreman, Vikings, 73-74. And Dwayne Thomas, Cowboys, 70-71. and Isaiah Pacheco will be joining that list with this uh, Super Bowl appearance. All right, Fritzy will uh, entertain the audience doing stand-up. That'll be coming up in a little bit. We want to call it entertaining, very loosely. And we're going to loosely call it uh, comedy as well. Okay. Yes, but 
Todd has experience as a stand-up comedian. I do not, so I really don't have any ground to stand on right now. That's thanks to you, though. Even though it didn't really work out, you got me on the grand stages in L.A. and New York. It was a big deal. And one of those closed down soon after you were I think within days. Yes, yeah, they did. So Caroline's legendary. 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 Comedy. Biggest comedians in the world. Yes. On that stage. And Todd went up there and struggled, but you did it. And uh, they eventually closed that place down. It had been in business for, what, 50 years, maybe? And then just coincidentally, within 48 to 72 hours, you know what? I think it's had its run. Let's wrap this up. And then you did the comedy store in L.A.? Yeah, Sunset Strip in New York City. It's crazy. And Atlanta, then, Minneapolis. And then you did uh, Minneapolis at the Super Bowl as well. Yes, yes, uh, Seton? You know, when Caroline's, when Todd was playing Caroline's, um, they printed up this poster for him that is awesome. And it says, like, Caroline's Comedy <laughs> Club, yeah. new talent, Todd Fritz. <laughs> And now, once they went out of business, it was almost like prophetic. Like, wow, if that's the new talent playing Caroline's. <laughs> it really does seem that way. Yeah. No, I'm really shocked they went out of business. But you did it. You, you did, did it. it. I, I have great respect the best. that you're willing to go up there. And just like when you sang with Darius Rucker, when you sang uh, Hall & Oates. That I wasn't nervous for for some reason, but for the comedy, I was definitely nervous. Because that's... Very much where if they're not if they're booing or they're not or they're heckling you or they're not making any sound you feel that immediately. With oh, you, singing, did, you didn't hear the booing I, when you were singing. I, I kind of thought they were singing along and oh, clapping and they oh. pretended to be. You know, oh, they you thought they were going ooh, yeah. I really thought they were getting. Yeah, into no, that. no, that was a boo. I think. Could have been. Who thinks you're going to hear a "Kiss on My List" in private eyes at a Darius Rucker concert? No, no, nobody should. Okay. They didn't sign up for that. But Darius obviously is a very, very big fan of the show, and that was very nice of him. Yes, Paul. So just behind you, Dan, at, at the Fountain Blue Las Vegas, they have about a hundred foot digital sign announcing musical acts and guests. They should put up there appearing Tuesday morning from seven fifty five to seven fifty eight a.m. Todd Fritz. Yeah, man, that'll bring everybody out. Yeah. yeah. They'll come all the way from Summerlin and uh, Henderson down here to see that. Yeah, there they are. Uh, update the poll results, if you can, Seaton, for the first two hours. Yeah, Dan, we got two working right now. Okay. Uh, can Patrick Mahomes be the villain? Mm -hmm. uh, right now, 75% of the audience say, heck yeah, he can. Yeah. Uh, which is interesting. Uh, and then which of the following cities would you most like to go to a Super Bowl in uh, Las Vegas, running away with it, followed by New Orleans, San Francisco, and last? 4% of the vote. By the way, I think I made a mistake a couple of weeks ago. I was talking about uh, Neil Armstrong, first man on the moon. And for some reason, I thought Neil Armstrong is the one who had the six iron and hit some golf balls there. But it was Alan Shepard who was the guy who had the golf club. And uh, so he snuck a golf club in his spacesuit and some golf balls. And uh, when he got up, landed on the moon, so Alan Shepard, on this day, I think 1971, walked on the moon, and then he hit a couple of, I think he hit two golf balls when he was up there. He hit uh, a six iron around uh, 200 yards. And I guess the golf balls are still up there. But I don't know how you sneak a golf club Hey, is that a golf club? Or are you just happy to see me? Right, when they're doing their final systems check before they get in, oxygen, your suit's tight. Yeah. What is that uh, long <laughs> thing down there? Whoa. Oh. Yeah. So he snuck in two golf balls and a six iron to go to the moon. And I saw on this day in 1971, I thought it was Neil Armstrong. And it was Alan Shepard. Maybe it just entertained me, so sorry to interrupt the program. We now resume our regularly scheduled program already in progress here. Uh, by the way, at the All-Star Game, NBA All-Star Game, they're going to have a glass floor 
and they're going to have LED light. Like, this is the future here, I think, of uh, the NBA. We saw this with the uh, play-in tournament that they dressed up the courts. I think it's just the start of what they're going to try to do, that they're going to be able to, you know, create these designs with these basketball floors, probably have them interchangeable, uh, you know, whether you're uh, – yeah, you know, your your uniforms can be coordinated with what the floor. I mean, I I just think this is the start of what the NBA is trying to do, and that's dress up things uh, the best that they can. Yeah, Paulie. Yeah, but you know what's going to happen, Dan? And when the game is broadcast with the lights and the things and the, all the stuff, the old school fans, you know what they're going to do, right? Well, they'll probably be upset that that's not my kind of. Oh, who cares about the All Star game? Where's the parquet? No, nobody's going to care about that. It's, you know, this is the new wave. The NBA's trying to do new things. Well, it's funny because they're going to do like an LED parquet. And you're going to be like, if that's what you're doing, just do the real one. <laughs> but this is what they're going to do with those floors. And I thought the play-in tournament, the most exciting part of the play-in tournament was the, the floors. floors. Yes. Mm -hmm. And, you know, so they're trying to get you to watch. They, they don't want the All-Star game to go by the way of the Pro Bowl, where... <laughs> They're close. Yeah, they are. Yeah, but at least they're still competitive, running up and down the floor. Yes, Mark? I think with DraftKings, the over-under is 518 and a half. That is not true. That is not <laughs> true. For the game? No, that is not you true. You sound like you meant it. Yeah, that is not true. Will we have 200 points scored in the All-Star game? One year, yes. We've, have we How close have we come to... It's been like 190... Oh, was Pretty it one recently? Oh, well then, yeah, we're going to do two. We're going to check. Let's yeah. see, 2022 was 163 to 160. Yeah. Yeah, but we see that on a regular night with we the do. Indiana Pacers. We do. You're not wrong. Yeah. Thank you. Yeah. Which means I might Last be right. Last year was 184 to 175. There we go. Yeah. 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 Nobody chants defense at one of those events, do they? Not that one. Final hour on the way. Back after this. At Bed 365 we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bed 365 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. It's Freddie Prinze Jr. and Jeff Dye back in the ring. Wrestling with Freddie makes its triumphant return for an electrifying fourth season. Hey, Jeff, are you ready to rumble our way into an all-new season of Wrestling with Freddie? You better believe I have. I've been practicing my body slams, and I'm jacked. All right, don't go injuring yourself now. We'll be highlighting the best stories and matches of the week in wrestling from AEW, WWE, and have one-on-one -on -one talks with the best talents in the world of pro wrestling. Listen to Wrestling with Freddie on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. What's up, everybody? This is Stephen A. Smith, host of the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast. Tune in every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday at the very least as I bring you all new episodes that feature the biggest headlines in the world of sports, pop culture, business, and I answer your phone calls and respond to your tweets. You'll hear my unfiltered opinions and straight-shooter interviews with top celebrities and game changers. All that and more. So listen to the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.